Hey guys, so I think I'm thinking about doing a series where I talk about bad movies. And there's a lot of them. I have quite a few bad movies that I will be talking about. This particular one, we're going to start this series off on a high note, or at least a mild note, I guess that's the better term. We're going to talk about 2007 uh, Lion Gates movie, Bratz. Bratz the movie. Yeah, Bratz the movie. You guys remember Bratz, right? So growing up, I'm going to get into the backstory of, of, of my backstory with Bratz, how I came to know what Bratz were. So growing up, um, I had a little cousin who I, ha- I have, hello, she's not gone or anything. I have a little cousin who at that time um, was collecting Bratz dolls. Now, I was older than her, so I was kind of like, I mean, I had dolls and toys and things like that when I was a kid. We've talked about this. I was an only child. I had every boy and girl toy out there, um, which I guess my parents, my parents are kind of revolutionary, actually, because my parents didn't like really I mean well my mom anyway she really didn't put like gender on toys like she was like no I don't care what the toys if my kid wants it they want it so I guess my mom was like my mom was like cool and my dad was pretty cool too like he he used to try to throw the dolls out but eventually he just stopped because like it would like my birthday parties would be like this we'd go uh whether they were at our house or wherever we would like especially okay especially if we were out in like public or whatever we were like at like an arcade or something my parties would go like this at first, we would open up the toys, right? Like like the boy toys or whatever. And that's generally when the men kind of go and do their own thing. Like after, you know, they see the toys. Like, hey, we're done. The ladies at the party, like the women at the party would like hold their gifts underneath. I'm not even kidding you. This would happen. Would like hold their gifts underneath the table until the guys went off. I'm like, oh, we got them a doll. We got, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I remember one birthday specifically that this happened. It was like a little, like our local, like wannabe, uh, uh, well, I guess you would. I guess it would have been like a, a, a Dave and Buster's. There you go. It would have been like that. Um, after all, we opened like all the gifts and stuff. Like you know, all the guys went off and you know they got beer, or whatever. And the kids, most of the kids went off and, and did like little arcade stuff because they thought it was over. But like the ladies, like all the women that were there, had like little like bags underneath their seats and they pulled them out and they were like, okay, here, here's what you got from us. And they would have been dolls. They'd be dolls. Because my dad was always trying to figure out how more dolls got into the house when like. He had no idea how, and that's that was how it happened. Majority of like the dolls and stuff I got for birthdays were like done in like sort of secrecy, I guess, or whatever. Like I don't know, but anyway, um, I mean, like it was what it was. So I I was out of that stage of life, right, where I was like not playing with dolls and toys. But my cousin, she was an only child, just like me, and so even though we were like I think we we're like ten years apart, maybe no, maybe we're less than that. We're less than that. But anyway, like she was like obviously collecting the toys that were at around at out at around her time and brats were like her big thing i think it was like my scene and brats um that she collected so when i went over her house and stuff we'd always have to play together and you know i, I would accommodate her i'd play with her and i remember brats were her thing like brats were, and i i remember seeing brats the first time i saw brats was at her house and i was like what are what are brats and then i saw them and i was like they look like a um they reminded me of like a cross between like a Barbie and a Cabbage Patch Kid because how big their heads were and like I was just like what like how do you what why do you like this like I just I couldn't understand it because to me like Barbie was like always like superior I guess but brats are like a really big thing at one point they were really really huge right so she, and she had like she had like dolls of like every color where like to me growing up majority of Barbie it was white there were some black Barbies and there's there may have been a few brown tone Barbies but 
brats was just like all over the place. Like the boys had different colors than the girls. And there was, there was a lot going on. It was really cool actually to me. I was like, wow, I like, I think I had one black Ken doll when I was a kid and my mom got him from Walmart. There was like a cultural thing they were doing in Walmart and it was an African Ken doll. And that was like the only black Ken doll that I ever had. I had like a few Barbies that were black, but I did not have like a black Ken doll except for him. And they did make them, I suppose, but they were kind of hard to find. But um, with the Bratz dolls, like they had like, she had dolls of every color. And it was, it was, it was really cool to see that she had like a collection, but their heads were so big. So anyway, and there weren't, I, like, there weren't that many Bratz. I think there were like five or six main characters of the girls and there were a few boys. But I, they just looked cool. They had their own kind of look. They were weird to me, but they looked cool at the same time, right? So anyway, Bratz became a big deal. And I guess they made movies and stuff. I've never really seen any of the Bratz animated films. I've heard about them. And I've seen people do like synopsis, you know, of, of these films. But I've never actually watched any of them. So I kind of stumbled upon the Bratz movie. I stumbled upon it late. But I remember watching... Because I, I was growing up, I was a big fan of the Cheetah Girls. I loved the Cheetah Girls, right? Who doesn't love the Cheetah Girls? And one of my friends asked me, like, hey, have you ever seen the, the Bratz movie? And I was like, what? And I kind of like, I remember him asking me that, but I was kind of like, I'm not, I'm not entertaining this. Like, like, no, who's seen the Bratz movie? Like, whatever. I'm, I'm thinking of the animated films that, that I knew were in existence. I just didn't watch them. Well, no, he was talking about actual, like an actual Bratz movie with, with live action people. So I kind of blew it off. And then I don't remember if it was on YouTube or Netflix, but I finally stumbled upon Bratz the movie. And you guys, <clears throat> you guys, Bratz the movie. <clears throat> okay, so let's set it up. Now, the main girls, if I'm correct, the main girls in Bratz are Yasmin, who I believe is Hispanic. Um, there is Jade, who I believe is Asian. There is Sasha, who is black. Chloe, who is white. And I think now there's Rhea. I don't know what Rhea is. I have no idea what Rhea is. I thought she might have been indigenous, but I'm not quite sure. Um, I, I really don't know what she is, actually. I have no idea what she is. But anyway, she's not even inclusive to matter. So you had those four girls, right? So these are the main characters of the movie. And you guys, like this movie, this movie does a lot. Perhaps the movie does a lot. So anyway, you start off meeting the four girls, right? And right off the bat, with the casting of Yasmin, I was like, am I supposed to believe this is like, because like to me, this movie, and not, it's not even just Yasmin, in my opinion, this movie, like, how do I say this without being like using certain words? I know some people don't like certain words that I use, but this, well, I'm, in, no, I'm just going to be blunt. Fuck it. This movie, I'm sorry, forget it. This movie whitewashes these characters. Like, it really does. Obviously not Chloe, because Chloe is the white girl of the film. But they had, like... So Sasha is, a like, a nice, darker-skin-toned character. She is. If you watch any of the movies, you collect the dolls, you know that. They picked one of the lightest girls they could find to play. And I'm not, I'm not coming for any of these girls in particular. I'm not. I'm strictly talking about casting. They picked the lightest tones of each girl that they could find. And it and passed them off. And I'm not saying that's that's a huge like you are the color you are, you can't help that. But I did notice that it was happening to every girl in this movie. Like 
it was it was actually really weird when I thought about it. when I sat down and thought about it and I was like wait a minute hold on none of these girls really give me like I the girl who plays Sasha does a really good job of being like Sasha I guess because I've seen I did do a little bit of digging and I did watch some of the brats like episodes they put on YouTube when they were trying to come back and make brats a thing again for a little bit and she does her voice like her tone reminds me of the girl that's playing her in, in that so I'll give her that but other than other than that like this well this movie came out first so I mean whatever but yeah these girls just all of them seem very like the, the whitest version of their race that they could find like looks wise they chose that girl they were like we need everyone to be lighter everybody like lighter than their dolls like it's crazy anyway um so you meet these girls and they're all getting ready for I guess it's their first day of high school they're all getting ready to go to high school and they're all so excited and you know each girl's telling what she's gonna wear and they paint Chloe as this poor girl right she can't afford anything I guess is what they're saying but Chloe's got a she's got a closet full of clothes mind you Chloe is like I guess some of one of the girls is like, she's like, oh, I, you left this over my house, can I wear it? And like, that, yeah, whatever. But they keep telling you anything that Chloe is poor, that Chloe can't afford anything. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't see that. Chloe's always going shopping with them. She's always at the mall with them. There's certain moments where they will bring up that Chloe can't afford things. And then like Sasha, whoever will be like, oh, I'll pay for it. Because Sasha, Sasha in this is rich. So it does kind of flip the script a little bit because it's like Sasha, who's the black girl, she's super rich, but then Chloe's not rich. And then there's, it's just, it's crazy. There's just a lot of craziness in this movie. Anyway, so you meet these girls and they're going to school and Jade has to like, Jade who, uh, Jade is, she has to hide who she is from her family. So she's, you know, they want her to be very smart, very educated. And Jade is like, okay, but I'm all about like fashion and this, that, and the third. So she's trying to appease her parents by, you know, being the smart kid. But she brings like a change of clothes to school. So anyway, like they get to school, they're all together. And the girls have to like huddle up so Jade can get dressed. Instead of finding the nearest restroom where she can just do this not in the open, she literally changes everything she has on. And it's just, it, I don't know, it's just, that moment was like, okay, this is this is trash. But let me go back to the beginning. I'm sorry. So when you get back, when you get to the beginning of the film, um, you see there's Yasmin and Yasmin, like I like I said, she's the Latina of the group. And her family, dude, her Bubby, I think it is. Um, yeah, no, I don't know who casted her. I believe she's from my big fat Greek wedding. I think that's her. And I'm not like, again, I'm not really coming for her, but I'm saying like these there was no real attempt at anything in this movie and this is one of them there was no real attempt to make you feel like Yasmin is authentic like she just felt like someone putting on a show and her bubby was even worse I was like you guys if you're gonna try if you're not gonna try at all like you guys have to watch me her brother her mm, I would say her brother was probably like the most passing if that makes sense but then not even really him either like, I don't know like it, it was there was a lot going on I was like I don't know why they just didn't make her Greek or something like I don't know because this was just this movie wasn't it and she really had dude she had a, mari a mariachi band in her house like in the morning I was like they're doing too much <laughs> like they're doing too much this movie did too much like it really was like they were it felt very it kind of felt a little bit like offensive like it really kind of did because I was like wait is this what they think that happens in like you know Latino households in the morning like there's a ton of people there and there's a mariachi band and you run around singing La Cucaracha like is this really what they think goes down like 
this is a, this is a problem. Like it just it just felt like a problem. It just felt like a problem. Also, her little brother was like pining after this girl who was obviously younger. Like this little girl was like maybe seven or eight. Her brother was about to go into high school. Like he was like, I think in eighth grade, like story-wise in the beginning of the movie, he's like in eighth grade because he ends up going to high school. No, he might've been in seventh grade, but he ends up going to high school. Like they, they later on in the film, they fast forward two years and I'll get to that. But um, he's like, well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, they fast forward two years and he's trying to go after this girl. Like he's really into this little girl. But I'm like, okay, you're, you're now a freshman in high school. Why are you looking at a kid who's obviously in middle school? Like they're not even, and the little girl herself, like the little actress who plays her, she looks like eight, nine years old. Maybe she could be 10, but he's definitely like a teenager. So it was really weird. They were like, that whole scene was, that whole thing was weird. I, there were a lot of weird things in this movie. So anyway, the girls get to school, like I said, and they change clothes or, or Jade changes clothes. And they get to school and they meet this girl. I can't think of her name now. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not dawning on me. But they meet the head girl. And in, in Bratz, there was always this mean girl. And I guess she was a representation of Barbie. Like, she was supposed to be like Barbie, which is what this girl is in this movie. In this film, she's played by Chelsea Saab from the show Jonas. Um, and then her, one of her right-hand girls is... Um, not Christy Romano. I always get the confused. Um, not Christy Romano from Even Stevens, but Annalisa Vanderpool from Raven. They remind me of each other. Um, so she's playing one of her right-hand girls, right? And then there's a boy named Cameron, who Cameron is Chloe's boyfriend in, I believe, the actual show Bratz, which is weird because in this movie, Cameron is into Yasmin. I don't know if that's an actual thing, like in the actual show and stuff. I, I couldn't tell you, but I always thought Chloe and Cameron were together. In fact, I know for a fact, because when I worked at Toys R Us, I remember doing a, um, we had to like, you know, set up dolls. And I was always in doll section. I was always given the responsibility of like uh, DC heroes and Marvel and then dolls. That was always my section. So I remember when I was like actually putting the dolls up on the shelf, there was like a Chloe and Cameron like two pack that came together. So I have no idea. And they, it was like a married pack. They were actually like married. It was weird. But I don't, so I don't know why this movie does that. But anyway, Chloe ends up being interested in a jock and we'll get to that in a second. So anyway, um, they're going to, oh, Meredith. Meredith is, is the Barbie girl. So she basically has the whole school separated by class, right? By like what you're into, what your interests are. She separates you. And her thing is in order to, you know, keep control. By the way, her dad is the principal of the school who I swear is, is rocking a prosthetic nose. I feel like his nose is not his actual nose. Like the actor's nose, I don't think it looks like that, but whatever. Um, so anyway, she's like basically trying to keep everybody in line and tell people where to go. She sees the girls from Brax and all the girls are different. They wear different things. They have different likes and interests. And so she's trying to divide the classes because she's like, I can't have people just being friends willy nilly. There needs to be order. And that's kind of like what's the theme of this high school. Everything has to be order. There's mentions like there's there's like comparisons to jail life. So she's trying to keep it like a prison, basically, um, which is kind of metaphoric a little bit um but anyway so <clears throat> not even a little bit like a lot of it anyway so the girls get there they're like no we're gonna do our own thing we're best friends it's okay that we're different and they go into their like you they go throughout their day doing their different things and because it's it's a movie that's based off of brats it's, it's not meant to be taken too seriously like sometimes the movie tries to take itself seriously but then they just do things that are crazy like jade is in the science class and first of all the guys like are you even supposed to be here just based off her looks? And for whatever reason, everybody in the science class has lab coats on. And I was like, listen, 
I went to high school. I went to middle school like everybody else, okay? I don't ever remember having to wear a lab coat in my in my science class. Would I have loved to do that? Sure, but I, it never happened. So it was crazy to me that they had to wear lab coats. And then she like puts this concoction together that makes fireworks. I'm just like, you've got to be kidding with this movie. <laughs> this movie is too much. So then she, like I said, she's trying to like appease her parents and do what she does. She has a passion for fashion, right? So then she goes to this fashion class and she makes this like, dress for her teacher which is like a kind of going out for the night on the town dress right and the teacher's kind of like oh that's a little bit too red and she's like well it's for you teacher tries it on and all of a sudden she matched she she happens to have a matching pair of red heels and this red heart necklace and her hair done i'm just like what like what like that's what this movie does it like look there's many movies that do this kind of stuff i'm not saying that there's not but this movie just does a lot of stuff and it's just like what is actually happening right um we get into sasha who wants to be a cheerleader and she puts on this performance it's, it's okay but it's with sasha it's what she says it's the things that she says that i'm just like who says that also the cheerleading captain let me tell you that she took her job a little too seriously in this movie she really thought she was in a bring it on film and they were like no honey we don't have the we don't have a bring it on budget this is not what it is that's exactly what this girl did it was oh my gosh it was crazy and then we have chloe who's into soccer but at one point in the movie i'm not really sure because it seems like when she's around cameron she's bad at soccer but that could just because she has a crush on him not really not is it cameron I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Chloe and Cameron the whole time. Yeah, they, no, I said I did this wrong. Yasmin and Dylan are a thing in this movie. Chloe and Cameron. Okay, so yeah, they were right the whole time. I'm sorry. Chloe and Cameron were a thing. I, I'm so sorry. The boys remind me of each other, so I was very, very confused. Anyway, so Chloe does like Cameron. So anyway, she does her thing, and we really don't find out what Yasmin's thing is until later, which is music, where she runs into the boy, this jock in the hall named Dylan. So she bumps into Dylan, and it turns out that Dylan is deaf. So she says, you know, watch where you're going or some junk like that. And he's like, and she's like, she's like, what are you, dumb or something? And he's like, no, I'm not dumb, but I'm, or she's like, what are you, blind? I'm sorry. And he goes, no, I'm not blind, but I'm deaf. And then she's like, what? And he's like, I'm deaf. And he signs to her. But mind you, this is like one of the only times in the movie he signs. Because I guess he's like a lip reader. Like, he can read lips or whatever. Which I guess is okay. Like, that makes sense. But... He makes reference to how he's not really a good lip reader, yet everybody around him that he talks to, he'll have normal conversations with them, not even looking at their lips, and no one is signing, and he automatically understands. Like, when they're showing him in the background of scenes, he's just having full-on conversations, and he's not he's not reading lips at all. Like, when he's talking to Jasmine or some of the others, you can see sometimes that the actor himself will think to look at their lips and be able to, like, respond, which is really smart, but it doesn't always happen. In fact, for the most part in the movie, it doesn't happen at all. So it's just kind of like, wait a minute, like, continuity? I don't know. This, this movie does a lot. I do appreciate them, you know, bringing in a character from the deaf community. I think that is great. However, I think they could have done a lot more work with having the cast learn just simple signs. I think if people signed to him a little bit more, or he signed to them a little bit more, I think that would make, you know, make it feel more authentic. Because in most scenes, it just doesn't happen. Like, there's a scene with the teacher where he's helping him, teaching him how to feel beats. Because he can't always, you know, hear and understand. He can't always hear what's going on, but he can feel it. And so that was kind of cool to have those moments in the movie with the teacher. But like I said, those moments are kind of fleeting with his character. And it just it's just kind of weird. It was almost like, why do they even have someone play a deaf character at all if you're just going to just have him 
not no one sign around him. Like, I don't understand. Like, if you're going to show diversity, show diversity, right? Um, so anyway, so the girls, like, they get into their, their things and then they separate, right? Because they're all in their different groups. And, and the uh, Meredith character gets to what she wants because all the girls decide they're going to go and, and do their own thing. And then we flash forward two years later and you start seeing, you know, how the girls didn't talk anymore, all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's sad. Also, I will say the soundtrack of this movie is not too bad. Ashley Simpson's song, Invisible, which is one of my favorite songs from her, is in this movie. And the demo version of Britney Spears' song, Out From Under, is in this movie too, which I love. But Out From Under, like the actual, her version of it didn't come out until a year later. A year later. And I will get into that song again in another podcast when I talk about Britney Spears' circuit album. So be prepared to hear about this again. Anyway, so... The girls, you know, we flash forward. They're all into their, you know, groups, their separate groups. And we have Chloe talking to Cameron on the stairs, right? She's talking to him. It's lunchtime, which honestly, who approaches somebody going down the stairs with their lunch in their hand? Like, wouldn't you wait until they're on solid ground to talk to them? But no, he doesn't. So they talk. And Meredith's dog, because Meredith's allowed to have a dog at school because her dad is a principal. What, what are they going to say, I guess? So she has her dog go and basically attack Chloe. So the dog attacks Chloe and Chloe throws her entire lunch over the side of the like pillar or the, the stairs that they're on. And who do you think it lands on? It lands on Jade. So it like covers Jade, right? And she's just like, Chloe, you did this, blah, blah, blah. And so she ends up falling into a trash can. And of course, the trash can that has wheels on it, right? So she starts rolling and who does she hit? course she's gonna hit Sasha right no like they hit other people like you know by proxy but they mainly hit these girls right so then Sasha like she gets hit and she's like what the heck and she ends up tripping over a skateboard because for every reason there's a skateboard next to the cheerleading table even though all these tables are separated and far apart there should be no like none of these cheerleaders are gonna be rocking a skateboard it's not gonna happen so anyway not saying that cheerleaders can't skateboard I'm not saying that but I'm saying that none of these girls had a skateboard so she ends up tripping over the skateboard, and the skateboard, of course, hits Yasmin, who ends up falling into, like, fate, like you know, face first into food, and they just, anyway, there's a food fight. So the girls are yelling at each other, shouting at each other, and they end up breaking uh, the statue of the principal, which I think is, I think because the statue and, like, the little thing they do with his nose is the only reason why he's rocking a prosthetic nose, like, because I don't think that's that actor's nose. I'm, I'm, like, pretty sure it's not his actual nose. Anyway, so they break the statue girls get in trouble they're in detention chloe is standing on some sort of ledge which looks really dangerous and there's no teacher in the room of course and so they're talking about like they're throwing insults at each other and sasha you know chloe is like you know we can't all buy our friends with our dad's money whatever and our with our dad's bank account and then like sasha goes that's because you don't have a dad or a bank account and the reason why i'm putting this out is like i was like dude that's that was dark. Like, so we find out that Chloe is in a single parent household. Her dad died and whatever. And just like, it's just, it's this movie does a lot to make you feel bad for Chloe. I will say that this movie does a lot to me. Also, the actress who plays Chloe. Um, one, not only is she like six years older than the girl who plays Yasmin, who's the only, I think at the time of this filming, was like the only actual teenager in the group. But she looks dead inside, dude. Like, anytime they show Chloe, Chloe looks like she doesn't want to be there. Like, the actress really looks like she does not want to be in this movie because she knows how bad the script is. Um, 
<laughs> it, it was it was funny to watch. And then there's also moments where she's like actually reading the other girl's lines. You can visibly see her saying like Yasmin's lines or Sasha's lines and stuff too on camera. So there were certain things about her. But this whole cast feels like a diet version of somebody else. Like I feel well, I mean, maybe not Jade, the actress who plays Jade, because let's face it, there's not a lot of like in my well, I mean, I guess she could kind of put like a lot of the girls just felt like diet version of somebody else. Like to me, um, the girl who plays Sasha feels like a diet version of Keely Williams from Cheetah Girls. The girl who plays Chloe feels like a diet Sabrina Bryan or like a diet Hillary Dove. Um, I would say the girl who who's playing Jade feels like a sort of a diet version of Brenda Song. And then you have the girl who plays Yasmin, who I'm not really sure who she feels like. I really don't know who she feels like, but a lot of these girls just seem like they are diet versions of, like, of a Disney girl. Which, considering how many of the Disney girls are in this film, it's surprising that they just didn't throw Disney girls into the film. Like, I don't know why that wasn't a thing. Maybe Lionsgate just couldn't do it, but that's what it feels like to me. And then we also have other actors in the film who are kind of, like, credible actors. Like, the the, the Bubby, um, the uh, the grandmother to Yasmin, or um, Sasha's dad. He's been in a lot of things, too. I, I don't know his name off the, off the top of my head, but he's, you know, a well-known actor as well. So there's like some well-known actors in this movie and in the principal too, who are mixing with like this this cast of kids that are just like it's this movie's all over the place. It really is all over the place. So anyway, so Meredith is like, okay, I'm losing my star power. I'm losing Cameron because she's in the Cameron, and she's like, what do I do? Well, I need to throw a super a sweet sixteen party hosted by MTV, right? Remember those? And they were like, okay, but problem, you've already had a sweet sixteen. So what are you doing? And she's like, okay, I'm gonna have another one. So she throws this. <laughs> Sweet 16 party and the only way that you can attend the party is if you are with the groups you're meant to be in that's the only way you can attend like like as if she can control what you do at the party who you talk to so the girls are like well we're not going to go because we can only go if we're in our cliques i'm like this is this is dumb like this hello like what you mean to tell me even at a party you can't socialize with whoever you want to it was it was a lot so anyway chloe's mom um who's a baker ends up uh doing the baking for for the party, right? She ends up getting hired for the party. And I guess Meredith is going to use this opportunity to embarrass Chloe, but she's also gonna use this opportunity to embarrass Yasmin, who was caught in her kitchen, was, was caught in her kitchen by her brother singing the Cucaracha and he re- recorded it. Um, and for whatever reason, he sends it to Meredith. And I think it's to get with Meredith's little sister, which again, is really weird. But there's a lot of just, like, weird things that just happen in this movie. There's also a drive. There's also, like, this little, like, computer drive that um, Meredith has. Every time she talks about the drive, the girls, even in her corner, are always shocked. Like, they're always scared of what's on the drive. And we never really see anything besides the Luka Garacha video on the drive. So I don't ever understand why the drive is so scary. But the girls freak out about the drive, right? So... The main girls, after the food fight, they get back together. They realize why they were friends. And they try to, like, help each other and help the rest of the school get out of this, like, you know, stick to the status quo type thing. And um, they end up going to the party. Meredith comes in, and she's on this freaking elephant, right? Then she performs this song, because, of course, she has to have a song. I think she has, like, two songs in the movie. But she performs this unnecessary song. And I, I, like, I just, I can't help but think this movie was meant to be bad, like, on all levels, because... It just is. She even she even changes clothes like randomly on stage into this mermaid costume. Like we're supposed to just believe that she can do this. Like at least with the Jade thing, you know, she's 
she's huddled underneath the girls, you know, changing her clothes, which is again unrealistic. But I've seen people do this. Like I've actually seen people like, act like a barricade so someone can change not their entire clothing, like normally not the pants part of their clothing, but definitely like a shirt or something. I've seen that happen. But there's no like. It, God, whatever this movie at this point in the movie i should stop even trying to make sense of whatever's going on like after jay did the science experiment with the fireworks i should just be like okay this is just gonna be trash like because that's what it is um so anyway they go to this party and they're they're having to host it they're they're like their caterers is just what they are and she makes them just with this clown like and they magically only have four costumes like they magically have four costumes and then only four costumes that makes sense like why not have like less than four or way more than four they only have four and all of the servers that were supposed to serve the party they decided decided not to show up to work so because they want to do something sweet for her mom uh for chloe's mom all the girls decided to offer their help they made all the cakes and stuff because chloe's mom was like really tired or whatever and she didn't get any sleep but yet no work got done while she was not sleeping so that was confusing too so anyway they go to the party they're all just like clowns and of course like sasha and jade are like nope we're gonna we're gonna change our outfits they make these really pretty outfits they strut out on the stage and people are just like freaking out about their out it's just it's really weird i don't know it's weird but it's brats so i guess i can i can give them that it's brats this is a fashion moment it makes sense like brats are all about their fashion so i can see why the world stops and looks at their clothes plus they're carrying food and the, the guests are hungry so anyway the, you know, the guests react to their outfits and stuff. And of course, Meredith is like pissed. She's like, hey, I'm on this elephant. Why aren't you focusing on me? I can't believe this. So she gets down from the elephant. She makes a big deal about everything. And at some point, the elephant like pushes her into the pool or no, into her cake, into her cake. Um, is that what happened? Yeah, the elephant, no, she bumps into Jade, falls into her cake. The elephant pushes her into the pool with her friends. And it's just MTV's there. It's just, it's just, it's just it's a lot so then they focus on this talent show right and so Meredith is like okay I have to win this talent show so they start showing you people with actual talent and people who don't have any talent and Meredith decides in order to win I have to make sure nobody's as talented as me so what she ends up doing is can't like basically canceling all the people that are actually talented and only goes for the terrible people so she can win and then the frats decide we're going to sign up for the talent show as well, except for Yasmin has this fear of singing. She can't sing in public and all this kind of stuff, right? So <clears throat> her friends end up trying to encourage her. Everyone ends up trying to encourage her. And the talent show happens and the girls perform and it's supposed to be like this great performance. And it just, it was, you guys, this movie, by the way, there's a lot of montages in this film. If you guys don't like mo movies with montages, you're not going to like this because we go into like four different montages throughout this film. There's a lot. And honestly, I, ha I have to say one thing about this movie and that I really do give it credit for. Um, there's a few things, but I really do give this movie credit for trying to actually be a legit movie. Like, even though it, no one knows what kind of movie they were going for, this movie's an hour and 41 minutes. Like, most Disney Channel original movies aren't even this long. Like, you know what I mean? Like, most bad Disney movies aren't even this long. This was a long movie. Like, they were really trying to pass this movie off as something that was real. And, or like, you know, like, they, they tried, even though they didn't try at all, really. Um, as far as length of time goes, they really did try with this film because of how long it is. So I will give them that. I give them that to their credit. They could have easily done like a 70 minute movie and kept it pushing. But no, it's an hour. It's, it's it's almost two hours. It's it's a movie. Um, it's just a movie with a lot of problems. It really is. So another like a few bright spots of this film, I will say, 
as far as the fashion goes, because the brats are all about fashion, is it like top of the line fashion? No, it's not. But I will say that I don't think I saw a single outfit in the film that was ugly. And since and since we're talking about brats and brats are all about their fashion, I will give them the credit of the fact that none of them are wearing something that is like, just, that's just horrendous. Like each one of the girls seems to have some sort of fashion sense. So that is accurate to brats. Um, Another thing that I will give them credit for, because I, I'm really weird about hair. I'm very weird about hair colors. And I always have like fought for like girls with brown hair and girls with black hair to be considered different. Because like they're two different hair colors. They are. Like you can have like, you know, browns can be very light and also can be pretty dark. But you know, and then black can be also a lighter form of black or just really, really dark, right? And so I will give them credit for this movie that they actually have four girls with four different hair colors. That was one thing I actually liked. I know that's random. I know. I know that's a really a random thing to say, but it's true. And I don't feel like enough movies do that. I think Cheetah Girls did it in one of the movies. Wait, am I wrong? Yes, I am. I don't think it's single. I don't think there were any Cheetah Girls that actually had red hair at one point. Like in the actual Cheetah Girls movies, I don't think that actually happened. So I'm wrong. But um, yeah, this was one film that actually showed the difference. Cause I like, I've always fought for that. Like people are like, no, Brown is either just considered like part of the red community or it's considered part of like the black hair community. Like if your hair is dark and it's pitch black, like it's one of those. And I'm like, no, they're, they're two different hair colors for a reason. We should like, and Bratz does that pretty well. Like Bratz really, even in, in Meredith's group of friends, I noticed that like it's, almost done there's nobody with like pitch black hair in Meredith's group of friends or has black hair they're both Cameron and the other girl both have brown hair but like even though they they, they try is what I'm getting at but with like the actual Bratz girls there are four different hair colors which I believe was a Bratz thing anyway like I think the actual Bratz dolls do have girls of each hair color um maybe not the main lineup but there's another girl that's a Bratz doll that has red hair so I don't know I'm yeah but that's the only thing I'm really going to give this movie credit for is that like they try with certain angles but most of this movie is is just a bunch of why was this even made why wasn't this like a little tv show on one of the kids networks instead of turning into this movie because it does feel like it, it tries to be something but we're just again we're not sure what it is um so yeah they do the talent show and so I'm sorry there's also something attached to the talent show I believe like you can get a scholarship to the school of your choice if you win the talent show so it's kind of a big deal right so the girls automatically decide that okay well if anyone's gonna get this it's gonna be Chloe again something handed to Chloe Chloe gets everything handed to her in this movie um so they're like you know because Chloe comes from you know a, a poor background than we do um we're gonna go ahead and give the the, the thing to Chloe so which is a sweet gesture I just thought it was like I don't there's something about this that that rubbed me the wrong way because again it's it's everything that they do you know that's like big deal or whatever sort of centers around helping out Chloe which is weird because I could have sworn that Chloe like in the actual like Bratz canon or whatever isn't like I don't think any of the girls are not well off right am I crazy but so I don't I don't know what the point was of trying to make it seem like Chloe just can't do anything or we have to give Chloe this so she can afford clothes we have to give Chloe this so she can get into college like forget all the other girls right you know they can just get into college because money or whatever even though it's never really specified how much Jade or even Yasmin have like you know what I mean like we know that Jade has both her parents Yasmin doesn't seem to have any parents but I don't really know how she's getting by not saying that you have that parents to get by but you know what I mean like it, it, there's never any talk of 
financial income other than Sasha and Chloe, which we know Sasha's the rich one and Chloe is the poor one. That's what we know. So it's weird that they're just like, we're going to give this scholarship to, to Chloe, forget everybody else and what they're doing, right? Like, forget all that. Even though Chloe's really good at soccer, so should, should, couldn't she get like an athletic scholarship? Like, I don't know. I just, I just, it was really confusing. This movie was really confusing. It really was confusing. Because I would think if anybody would probably need the scholarship the most, it would probably be Yasmin. Like, yeah, she could do like, a, she can get a scholarship for, you know, in music or whatever. But there's so little emphasis on her musicality in this movie that's just like, how do we know she would get that? Like, like you guys are just willing to just give it to Chloe for what reason? I don't know, friendship, whatever. But it just, it was or maybe even Sasha because Sasha was in cheerleading and I think at one point she quits the cheerleading team or something I don't I don't know I don't know I don't even I can't really speak on cheerleading scholarships or anything but I just that was the whole big thing for me was like you know the scholarship is such a big deal in this movie at some point of the film that it's like any one of you could use this scholarship actually all of you could probably use it I would say the one who probably didn't need it the most was Jade because Jade had two different things that she was going for that she was really really good at but I really don't know about, you know, scholarships in music and how often they're handed out or scholarships in in uh, cheerleading and how well they're handed out. Um, I do know there's a lot of people who get scholarships because of sports. So I guess in that sense that uh, Chloe and Sasha would both be okay, which again would only bring it back to Jasmine and why, or Yasmine and why she didn't get the scholarship. That's all I have to say. Um, that's pretty much it. That's all I really have to say about this movie, except it's just, it's bad. Like it's, it's, I've seen it so many times now, and I, I I find new things to just be, like, amazed by how bad this is um, every time I watch it. So I would definitely recommend you guys giving it a watch if you want to see something that's, like, really bad, but, like, reminds you of, like, a, like a Disney Channel original movie, sort of, kind of. I would say watch Brat. If you can stomach it, watch Brat. Um, if you, if, like, just, just give it a watch. Anyway, that's the end of this one. Um, the next time we're probably going to get into either The Room, Troll 2. There's going to be a lot of different things I want to talk about in this series of just bad movies. I've seen a lot of bad movies lately. I actually do want to talk about the horror film called Hatchet, because that was really bad as well. Um, and, and the sequel, there's a sequel to that too. So, and there's, there's a lot of movies we're going to talk about over time. Um, yeah. So anyway, again, it's Brad's movie. You can watch it on Netflix. Um, and you can, I believe, also watch it on uh, YouTube. And I think it's free on YouTube. So if you don't have Netflix, you're not trying to pay for that, you can at least try to watch it on YouTube. And I, I, I'm telling you now, it is like Diet Cheetah Girls. And it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. It's bad. Um, but I'll see you guys next time. Have a great day.